Hello, and welcome to another edition of Todd Talk, where we take teaching theory and turn it into teaching practice. The topic for today's talk is going to be exercise in the brain using puzzles. Your brain, just like the, your, your muscles in your body, can be made stronger with exercise. But unlike being able to go to the gym and lift weights or to do cardio or to go on a run, in order to exercise the brain, you have to cognitively challenge it. And an easy way to do this or, and fun at the same time is to have kids work on puzzles that are going to be challenging and cognitively challenging their brain. And by doing these, it's going to make their exercise their brain and then make their brain stronger when it comes time to use it for other types of tasks. So I'm going to be talking about five different types of puzzles that you can use with students. I'm not going to go into great depth on any of them. I'm just going to introduce each of them. And then you can, I will have links to uh, YouTube videos that show you how to do each of them. And that way you can introduce these with your students. And know also that all of these have, or you can find free downloads for all of these types of puzzles online pretty easily. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Sudoku. Sudoku is a number logic puzzle. So this is someone who's for, this is good for students that are really good with numbers. And so the way that Sudoku works is you have nine boxes, as you see here, and there are certain numbers that are put into these boxes. The rule is that every nine grid box has to have the numbers one through nine. You can't repeat any of the numbers. So right here up in the top left hand corner, we have a four and this nine box grid, there can't be any more number fours. You can't repeat it. So you just have to fill in what's left. So in this case, it would be a one, a two, a three, a five, or a nine. Now you have to figure out which box they go into. But finding which box it goes into is a little more difficult than just placing them in there because you also cannot have the same number in the row like you see in the uh, horizontal red line there. And you cannot have the same number in, in the same column, which is the blue column, a uh, blue uh, vertical line that you see there. So if I put a four, like in this left-hand corner, a four cannot appear in this right-hand corner because it would be in the same row. So the four has to go in, in one of the other places. So that's the way the basic rules of Sudoku. What a Sudoku puzzle looks like is what you see here, which is that um, and it's made more difficult or more easy by either giving more numbers to make it easier or taking away numbers to make it more difficult. Sometimes puzzles will use only four grid boxes or six grid boxes. Uh, so if you're using with younger kids, you can use those types of puzzles. But the idea here is that students will use the this logic and to, to place these numbers in the right place. And the, the numbers can only go in one place. So I always caution my kids, don't guess. There is only one place it can go, so if you don't know for sure it goes there, don't put it there yet. Uh, try to go on and solve more of the puzzle so that you can come back to that and, and figure out which one it is. The second type of puzzle I would like to talk about are what are known as logic puzzles. They're very similar to Sudoku, only instead of using numbers, they use written clues. So you can see the example here. You have this grid where you have to figure out uh, which of these people uh, what uh, puzzle they did, what their hobby is, and how many minutes 
um, it took them. And so you use the clues that are given. So when it says the five friends are Crystal, Angie, the one who did the outer space puzzle, the one who took 30 minutes to complete the puzzle, and the one who did the word search. So from that, logically, you can eliminate Crystal from being the outer space puzzle, the 30 minutes, and the word search because it was someone else who actually did those things. And so you use uh, logic to figure those things out. Another example would be either the second one, which says Ethan either finished the letter tiles in 90 minutes or did the winter theme puzzle in 20 minutes. And so that one may not actually give you the answer, but by getting later clues, it allows you to pick between the two choices for Ethan. So you can eliminate all the other things for Ethan. Ethan is not um, going to be the 30, 45 or 60 minute because he's either the 20 or 90. So you can eliminate. Um, and so what you do with logic puzzles is you read the clues. In this case, there are six clues. And when you get down to the sixth one, you usually go back to the top and read them through them again, because now you have new information that informs uh, those clues. So it might change something of what you chose. Um, I really like logic puzzles because I think they're challenging, but at the same time, you know, kids really have to pay attention and think about what's um, couldn't be as well. And Sherlock Holmes was famous for saying when you eliminate everything that is not possible, all that is left is what is possible. And so by doing, by eliminating everything, you're, you're left with what is possible. The third type of puzzles I'd like to talk about are riddles. And riddles are just as they say, as the, they are a riddle. And so here's an example of a very simple riddle, which is what has an eye but cannot see. And what you so a student would have to, to think about that and how eyes can be used like I have a hurricane or in this case, I have a needle. Um, and actually, a hurricane could have worked as well because of that. So it's not always one answer, but typically there's one they're looking for. Uh, so that's an example of one riddle. Another type of riddle would be this one right here that says, I have a face but no eyes, hands but no arms, what am I? So again, this is getting kids to think about things in a different way. So when we think of face, we think of the faces on human beings, but there are other things that have face too. Faces too, like the face of a, of a clock in this case, which has arms as well. And because it has a face and arms, it, it, that the answer here, it doesn't have eyes though, so the, the answer here is a clock. Another riddle would be the one that you see here, which is two coins add up to 30 cents. One of them is not a nickel. What are the coins? I like puzzle riddles like this one because uh, that really makes you think, because the answer here is that if one of them is not a nickel, the other one is. So it's a, a 25 cent piece and, and a nickel. But, you know, because the way it's worded, you have to pay close attention to that. So I like using riddles because it causes kids to pay attention to detail and it causes them to think about things in a different way, which, of course, is going to exercise their brain. The fourth type of puzzle is a cryptogram. A cryptogram is you are given letters or numbers and then you have to take those and you have to figure out what they mean. So. For example, this cryptogram you've seen right here, you see all these letters. The letters obviously are, are gibberish, but T stands for another letter. What would that letter be? And so you have to try to figure out what that is. And there's certain logic to cryptograms. Um, for instance, this one that says F with the box, there's only one of two choices it could be, either I or A. And mo most commonly, it's gonna be A. So when you fill in the A for F, that means every other A, F is an A. So this FPB and this FPB, it's going to start with an A. 
And so you can figure out that that word probably, because it's repeated a couple of times, is probably the word and. So that means every P now is an end and every B now is a D. So you use you know, logic like that to try to figure out what it is. And so here are some hints for solving cryptograms. Um, like, like I use single letter words are gonna be an I or an A. Uh, three, le three, frequent three, three letter words might be the word the, or in the case the case that we saw it was and, and so, and how consonants occur together or the suffixes or prefixes. So just using your knowledge of the English language to logically figure out things. Uh, another one that's important here is if you have a two letter word, one of the letters has to be a vowel. So you know that in, you know both are not going to be a vowel. So you know you have a consonant and a vowel that you have to figure out. So cryptograms, again, are, are especially for kids who are good with language, are kids who are like, you know, have a strong vocabulary, this would be a great way for them to learn. The last one I'm going to talk about is known as a brain teaser. Brain teasers are visual puzzles that cause kids to have to figure out what the kind of the riddle is. So for instance, the one that you see here, you have man and the word board. But if you look at the way it's positioned, man is over the board. So this actually is man overboard. So the the roads that you see right there, they cross through one another. So this is crossroads. The town, which goes up, this is uptown. The three cycles that you see in the lower right-hand corner. So this is three cycles, which is tri. So it's tricycle, tricycle. And you know, you always tell kids that it, it is something that would be commonly used. Uh, so in other words, this wouldn't be three cycle because no one uses the, the term three cycle ever. So you have to think you have to find answers that would be that would make sense. Uh, here's another example of brain teasers. And uh, and there's all sorts of things out there. But like the first one is misunderstood because the word miss is understood. Or the second one, which is walk is inside the park. So it's a walk in the park or the third one, which is one inside the word million which is one in a million so there's lots of different uh brain teasers that you can you can find um, for all of these resources you can find lots of free um, downloadables online uh, and to help with that i've actually created a couple puzzle packets that are free that you can download from my ed expert that has lots of these types of puzzles in them so if you want to get started with students you can do that the, the thing I most like about these types of puzzles is that they can be used with kindergartners all the way to high school. You can find all sorts of different levels or scaffolding of difficulty of these types of puzzles. And so you find a Sudoku that is really easy, one that's really uh, medium or kind of hard. And so you can give it to the student based upon their ability. You can find really simple brain teasers or more challenging brain teasers. So the thing I, li I like most about puzzles is that they can be differentiated quite easily. So that is how you can exercise the brains of your students uh, by using different types of puzzles.